Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz. In this episode, I'm talking about the things that actually work and just kind of talking in a confused roundabout way about how we don't truly know in a lot of studies, in a lot of anecdotal evidence even, and transformations, we don't really know what's doing the job and what's working and what's actually making the change. A lot of times it isn't what you think and it's actually these basic principles that that drive progress. Now there are a lot of little things that do matter and if you need help with any of those things, you can always reach out to me for any kind of service or any kind of question and answer uh, that you want. I'm Stoltz Jordan on Instagram now, S-T-O-L-Z-J-O-R-D-A-N on Instagram and jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com. For email, you can reach out to me for either of those places. Check me out on YouTube, Jordan Stoltz, um, for some content. But if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. If you want to work with me, I'd be happy to discuss that with you, and we can make progress forward together using what actually works. That's what I'm talking about today's show. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. This is something I think about a lot because um, we are very often bombarded with transformations and attributing success to certain things that really aren't probably what's giving the success. I'll save that for the episode. Let's get started with today's show, 359 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Episode 359 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast coming at you. And today's show, you know, I in the fitness industry, we're talked a lot about results. It's talked a lot about what gives those results, transformations especially, things like that. I was on Instagram the other day and saw someone's in the fitness industry, pretty popular, putting up some transformations of people that have run his programs. And this is just an example to show that a lot of times the results aren't always what we think they are. Was it a good training program? Maybe. Was the diet on point? Probably. Motivation high? Yeah, for sure. And the person put in a good amount of work and deserves the credit? Yes, I believe so. However, this person's transformation, they went from about 13 years old to about 16 or 17 years old in the transformation. And as a male, I can tell you there are a lot of physical changes that take place around 13 years old that make you look like you're transforming and building muscle and losing fat and just looking, you know, more, I guess, attractive. But you're going from 13 to, you know, late teens or even young adult. So I guess, you know, it may be a little bit weird to say. All I mean really is that, you know, a person is becoming a man, a boy is becoming a man. But this person was basically attributing their success to his program, which is a little bit strange and a little bit um, dishonest, really, in how to go about things and claiming what makes the results. You know, and there's a lot of different areas of this that I believe are common in the fitness industry on what actually gets you your results. And even in 
scientific studied journals, studies, reviews, things like that, people often give the results of the wrong thing. So, you know, examples of this in the easy surface level are things like supplements, fad diets, high intensity training programs, these kind of things. It even goes a little bit level deeper though. You know, it could be working with a specific coach, doing a specific type of programming, a certain type of lifting, whether it's bodybuilding, powerlifting, CrossFit, strongman, you start a different type of training stimulus and you see crazy results. Is it really the training stimulus giving you the results? Is it really the coach giving you the results? Is it really the diet giving you the results? Or is it one of these underlying things we're going to talk about today? A lot of times it isn't a cause and effect thing like you might think. And it's it's kind of an interesting thing, you know, especially if you start diving into things like studies and things like very complicated recommendations, things like volume recommendations, things like meal timing, things like nutrient timing and partitioning and things like that, where it's very complicated and it almost forces consumers into thinking they need help with it. When in reality, those probably aren't driving the success anyways. If you see success from certain things, it's probably going to come down to a couple factors. That's what I want to talk about today. In I'm going to separate muscle building and fat loss because I believe they're a little bit different. In muscle building, I'll start with that. Um, muscle building, there's probably two main things that are going to come down to it. One of them, if you're trying to build muscle, an underlying principle is going to be a calorie surplus, aka bulking, aka eating enough to fuel performance. And then number two is intensity, hard work. You have to be working hard. So you can think of anything, you know, um, a certain type of training. Maybe you enjoy it more, and maybe that causes you to work harder, put more intensity into your training, which is going to yield better results over the long term. Or you might be training very suboptimally following some type of program, but you're eating in a calorie surplus and then you're gaining muscle. Even if it's not that at the optimal rate, the truth is the difference between the optimal rate and the rate that you might be going at that's suboptimal probably isn't that big of a difference. Optimal isn't 10 times faster. Optimal might be 0.1 times faster, maybe 1% faster, who knows. But that's the truth. It's not that much of a difference. And especially if you're driving that muscle growth with a calorie surplus, things are going to improve you know, pretty easily. Now, there are benefits to proper programming. There are benefits to, um, you know, optimizing things, not getting hurt, feeling better, more energy, not spinning your wheels as much, you know, peace of mind that you're doing the smart thing. All those matter. But in reality, it's not as big of a difference that you might think if you're doing the other things. If you're training intensely and you're eating in a surplus, you're probably going to be making progress. I know people that know nothing about training, to be honest. And they look better than I do. They look better than most people do that do work out and claim to know all of the knowledge. You know, what they might have difference is years of training. They might have just intensity. They just love the gym performance. They never fall off the wagon. And then also they are not afraid to eat to gain muscle. And those are the common denominators that I see. I think that a lot of times it's very hard in muscle building to see what actually works because 
the other things might be improved at the same time. You know, if someone has always eaten at maintenance or below, they always wanted to stay lean, for example, then they start following some kind of training recommendations. But at the same time, they are eating in a calorie surplus for one of the first times, they are going to increase strength and muscle at a very fast speed. You always have to think of what the past could possibly be of participants of a study or of transformations when you see them. And, you know, that's one reason why I don't put transformations out on my page or anything like that because it's really hard to know what is giving the success here. Is it the person's drive? Is it actually my programming? Is it the surplus? And, you know, this might be my over-analytical mind just thinking about things, but these are the underlying principles that that drive everything else. And it's really hard to tell, even in perfectly controlled scientific studies, what the person was doing before, what the change might be bringing about, and what these principles might be actually making the change. I think that's really important to realize and think about. Be very skeptical, you know, of something adding muscle in a very simple context away from studies. Let's talk about maybe a supplement. Let's say it's it's a even a supplement that is proven to help, like creatine. And I take creatine, but creatine, even proven to help, you know, you would attribute a lot of your strength and size to creatine if you started taking creatine, but also subconsciously at the same time started eating more and watching that a little more carefully because you were paying for the supplement and you knew that it was, you know, you needed to watch your health. I think that in other areas of supplements, that's pretty common. You have something like a a greens powder and you start taking the greens powder and you start feeling better and healthier and more energy. But at the same time you took the greens powder that made you think about health and in turn thinking about health made you practice other healthy habits like exercising more, like pairing that green supplement with a healthy balanced diet for the first time in a long time, getting more sleep. These things probably made a bigger difference for you than the actual supplement did. And, you know, this is this little peek into my mind how it's just a whirlwind sometimes of claims and testimonials and things like that and what actually is the cause. That's muscle building, though. Calorie surplus and intensity. For fat loss, in my opinion, it's more less about the intensity and more about the consistency. How on point are you for a stretched out amount of time? You know, how actually consistent with that calorie deficit and exercise are you? And then for fat loss, I really think it's, you know, it goes the consistency and then, of course, it's the calorie deficit, too, um, as a very basic principle to drive everything. You know, why do any diets work? It's because they achieve that calorie deficit. And that's even in a different way. um, How consistent are you with that diet? You know, I can tell you tracking macros might be a better way to get a calorie deficit. But if you're just very consistent and on point with keto, you're going to see better results in keto just because you're sticking to it longer. And these are the things that are the baselines of everything. I do think, you know, this whole episode isn't to poo-poo on supplements, coaches, training programs, diets, anything like that. It's actually just to have you think a little bit different about them analytically because in reality, it really doesn't freaking matter you know if you are if you start a new training program let's say you hire a coach you start their training program and the reality is 
any training program paired with a calorie surplus and intensity would have gotten you within 1% of the results, that doesn't matter if you wouldn't have stuck to that training program anyways. So just the fact that it's almost a placebo, you know, or it's the domino effect. If taking a greens powder is actually the thing that makes you take your health more seriously because you're putting some money into your health, or if doing a restricted diet like keto or meal plans or something like that actually causes you to sleep well, exercise, focus on your health, and get better, then it doesn't matter where that comes from. All I want you to do is think analytically about things and you see claims when you're sitting around the living room and somebody's spouting off something about a, um, a supplement or a diet that they tried and it worked and that's the best way to do things. Remember the cause and effect and that most things aren't causations and that there's always these underlying principles that are driving other things. That's what I want to talk about today, just a little food for thought and hopefully something to change how you think about the fitness industry because a lot of times there's a lot of a lot of hyperbole that goes out in this industry and I want you to be able to peek through that and know what might actually be causing the results and the success before you buy into something that you actually don't want to. That's it for today, guys. Episode 359, Jordan Stoltz on YouTube, Stoltz Jordan on Instagram, jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com through email if you want to get a hold of me. Thank you for listening. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.